Hey everyone, this is Jared of the Synautical Podcast. If you're into holistic health, philosophy, and spirituality, come check out and listen to my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. This week, a supposed well-known female figure or physique competitor was booked for possession of steroids, various forms of anabolics. I can't say I'm surprised. In this episode, I speak about why I don't compete in bodybuilding competitions and what I learned from my road to my first bodybuilding competition and my takeaways of the true aesthetics community when you're actually embedded in it versus just scrolling through Instagram feeds. The point of my speaking about this topic is to hopefully enlighten people of the actual realities of how these people develop their physiques. And once you know how they got there, not be deceived in thinking that it's something you could just turn around and do. Now on to the episode. In 2017, I wrote a blog post called Seven Reasons Why I Don't Compete. That post is about bodybuilding competitions. So I prepped for a bodybuilding competition back in 2009. I learned a lot from my experience doing that. So when I say compete, it's all focused on bodybuilding competitions, physique competitions. So in 2009, I was in my early 20s. And soon after reading Championship Bodybuilding and Burn the Fat, Feed the Muscle, my body changed pretty dramatically was finally doing what I wanted it to do. I was able to put on muscle. I mentioned that in the first solo episode I recorded. And so I decided I would compete in a bodybuilding competition because at the time I didn't realize that much of the fitness industry was geared toward aesthetics training. I didn't know things that I later on learned about bodybuilding that I no longer practice myself. So when I decided to compete, I set a, about a four to five month period in which I changed my training. So there's all kinds of things you have to do to prep for a bodybuilding competition. There's different phases in which you change your training so that you can look as lean as possible or as lean as what they're looking for, the specific area of the competition you're participating in. For me, it was figure. So they didn't want us to be extremely low body fat or dry. Um, They still wanted us to have an athletic range of body fat, but no striations in our muscles. So, and that was at the time, 2009, and that specific competition I did, which was the Texas Roundup. So that's what they were looking for. So I read a lot of different articles about what people did to prep for a competition. And one of the things that came up was some people got advice from someone who had experience with bodybuilding competitions. And if you were lucky, you could find a bodybuilding pro, someone with a pro card to take a look at you and let you know if you're ready. So I went and sought out someone to help me to tell me if I was ready. I found someone, he was a ex-pro bodybuilder, 
He started running an MMA gym. He totally dropped bodybuilding. Didn't look like he was ever a bodybuilder in his life. But, you know, he advertised himself as someone who prepped people for bodybuilding competitions. So the moment I got there, our very first session, he asked me, are you going to do this naturally? And I, you know, I wasn't familiar with why he would ask me that question. So I just smiled and I said proudly, yeah, I'm going to do it naturally. Like, like a total newbie or a total naive person. And he just said, well, just so you know, the winners aren't going to be natural. So that was the first enlightening moment. And when we got to the workout, um, the whole time it was as if he's making these faces at me. I wouldn't say faces of disgust, but as I said, he was a former bodybuilder and it was as if he frowned upon the activity at that point, but it was another income stream for him. So he did it. So he basically treated me like I was some ditzy gym bunny who didn't know anything. (laughs) At that point, I had been a personal trainer for mm, about four to five years. And I trained myself up until that point. And I trained numerous people. And the training he put me under was ridiculous and unsustainable. And it would injure me very quickly. He had me doing high reps at a super fast speed of squats. He would have me add 10 to 20 pounds to a barbell during one session, as if my body is going to make the adaptations to handle that much extra weight in one session. It was ridiculous. It was like he was taking advantage of what he thought was a naive, dumb gym bunny. So I only did two to three sessions with him and I was done. He didn't even care about form. He only cared about poundage. So I never trained with him again. So the only thing I could take from that was he told me that pro bodybuilders took steroids. So I finished training for the contest on my own. I go, I take a look around and I had my second revelation As I looked in the hall of all these women waiting to get on the stage, they all had some guy next to them. Oftentimes it was like a boyfriend or husband who competed themselves. And these women were really built and they had really pronounced traps. It's like, what's going on here? I don't have traps. And yeah, they, a lot of them were really stacked um, and had strong chins as well. And so what I learned at that point was that a lot of the women, although they would turn around and try to sell their services as elite trainers to the outside world, their physiques actually were the result of some guy. And oftentimes these women, they just blindly followed what their boyfriend or husband did. And that meant getting on a steroid cycle, basically like a at home trainer slash pharmaceutical expert. And so then my brain began to get infected with this idea of the ditzy gym bunny, just like that trainer I went to for that brief time. And the whole time I went in thinking I was going to be around all these really um, hardworking, 
self-made or self-built women. So that was, that was definitely a revelation to me, not to mention the girls who trade their youth for the perks that the guy who ran the show would give them the girl who married the head of that contest body was given contracts to gold's gym and various other promotional um, contracts about a year later he had a new wife and she was all over gold's gym and other promotional materials then lastly just to wrap this up with the whole aesthetic industry and the deception they try to sell to people when i focused on fitness modeling over competing a once famous YouTube star who has since confessed to taking steroids and has now turned full hippie yogi had a group of us participate in one of his workout series. And he later on began dating one of the girls and gave her her own YouTube channel. Mind you, the girl he selected to be the face of fitness cried during push-ups, which is a very basic exercise. At the end of the day, she was just some early 20s girl who wasn't overweight, and she wore workout clothes that accentuated her natural slender build. She wasn't an athlete. That was obvious. So again, when you see these aesthetic models or these supposed fitness icons, and you actually believe they're fit just by looking at them, I would be skeptical. If you see a bunch of still pictures and they don't show themselves working out, or if the only workouts they do are extremely basic stuff, or if they can't even squat without a butt wink, then I would be skeptical. You know, in addition to taking steroids and whatever other stuff people take, they can also get body treatments. They could take... um, injections that make the butt look bigger. They can get all kinds of stuff. If these people can't do push-ups without crying or pull up at all, and if they still don't have a basic squat mastered, you probably shouldn't be looking up to them for any kind of fitness advice. So unfortunately, there's a lot of fakery when it comes to this, I'm a tough girl kind of attitude that so many of the female competitors project to the outside world. I mean, they're just doing the same old patriarchal crap with a guy training them, a guy holding their hand, a guy showing them everything, relying on a guy for everything, getting the guy to give them perks, trading their youth for some guy decades older than them to start their career. And none of that was something I was interested in and something I think people should still do in this modern world, but nonetheless, it's entirely normal in the bodybuilding community. So unfortunately, I did get infected with that negative idea of these, the female bodybuilding physique figure competitors. And I thought about how I listened to heavy muscle radio and how one of the hosts, her boyfriend trained her, he was a pro bodybuilder. They even talked about him getting her on a cycle. And I just started seeing that everywhere. And then I started getting angry because I was previously following their routines. One of the women had a really sketchy routine that made no sense, uh, showing how you could develop your glutes. And all she did was put a treadmill 
on like 10% incline and did like a duck walk. And I know for, for the body she had, there is no way that's how she developed her glutes. You know, you need progressive overload. You need poundage. You're not going to be doing a, a duck walk on a treadmill and suddenly you have these massive, well-developed glutes. So I started to get disappointed and I started to see the deception, the drug use, and also the deception in these claims of being an expert and empowered and all this other stuff. And um, it got to the point where I was so annoyed, I even made a gym tank that said, I don't need a man to babysit me at the weight rack. And it was funny because when I wore that to the gym and there were women training with their boyfriend or husband or whoever it was, they would slowly separate, which was hilarious. So that culture's there. It's prevalent. So going down the list of why I don't compete in bodybuilding competitions, one, I've never liked pageants. And it was kind of surprising the mixture of uh, iron, you know, weights and prima donnas. And I realized that it's not to be tough. It's to have an edge, to have this, this image of being really fit and uh, sexy and, you know, having an edge over a woman who doesn't have de- well-developed legs or glutes, but it's not so much about the strength element from what I observed. It's about looking good, but not necessarily actually being athletic and capable. There are plenty of people in bodybuilding, men and women who can't even do a pull-up, which is a basic exercise. So I don't like pageants. The other element of bodybuilding contests that I don't like is the dieting is unhealthy. So pre-contest specifically, there are different ways to get really lean. They're definitely an exaggeration of, you know, a year round bodybuilding style diet. I, I don't really have much of a problem with bodybuilding diets. I still eat pretty much the way I did back then in 2009. However, I would never eat a pre-contest way, um, whether it's carb cycling, doing things to dry out, like you drink so much water a few days before a show, and then you cut out, you have as little water as possible. The day of the show, some people, um, I think I recall some people, well, definitely they take diuretics and I believe some were taking alcohol to help them dry out. Um, and then they did that while they were dehydrated and then uh, passing out is not uncommon. People having to go to the hospital is not uncommon. The day of a bodybuilding competition because of the practices they take on to look dry on stage. When I was younger, if uh, you've listened to my prior solo podcast, I did have two eating disorders. So I refused to do anything, any type of extreme dieting. Instead, I'd rather follow a form of eating that I can continue on for life. Number three, competing is expensive. So first you have to pay to compete. Okay. So it's not based on how good you look or anything like that. You have to register to compete. You're often encouraged to register to compete in multiple divisions. Now, once you're actually there, 
uh, getting ready to compete. It's like the day before. I don't know if in some competitions you have like two days before the contest in which you meet with the people who are running the show and uh, you see other competitors. But at my particular contest, uh, you were there the day before and they had these forms for the division you'd compete in and they would encourage you, hey, you look good to do this. Oftentimes they might be lying, but they want you to pay extra to compete in different divisions. So keep that in mind. Now, bikinis can be really expensive, anywhere from $500 to $1,000. Now, I was a broke single mom, so I spent $50, and supposedly the, ju- the judges can tell that. If you ask me, all the bikinis look extremely tacky, and so do those see-through high heels. But, you know, it costs money, apparently. Number four, competition prep is time-consuming. So I was a broke single mom. And I had to do two-a-days for quite a while to prep for the competition. I remember my brother was in town and, you know, he kind of put it in perspective when, you know, he, I don't recall his exact words, but I think he said it was like vain. And I didn't even think of it that way because I was, you know, I was in my early 20s and I thought I was being productive. You know, I thought I was accomplishing something. So I didn't see it as vain. I thought I was actually an athlete by just prepping to stand on the stage. But yeah, that brought it into perspective. And I haven't had a crazy training schedule since then. And it really doesn't make all that much of a difference, especially, I suppose, at the figure level. Maybe if I was at the bodybuilding level and I had to get extremely lean, um, it would make all the difference. But I found that even if I don't do two a days, my body is still fairly close to, um, I could, I could compete in probably two, three months at the stage I'm at right now. And I could definitely go to a photo shoot and look fine. So doing all the extra work wasn't really giving me much of an edge on the day-to-day basis. So there's no reason to do that type of time-consuming training unless you're competing, which I don't do. So one of the big takeaways is bodybuilding competitions are breeding grounds for insecurity and they could lead to steroid use and other pharmaceutical shortcuts in pursuit of winning. I already touched on that a bit. When the first question, the trainer I went to was, are you going to do this naturally? So when you go to a bodybuilding competition to compete, you're going to see people who literally look like superheroes. And unless you look like that, you're going to feel like crap, even if you accomplished a lot to get your body the way that it is. Um, While you're there, you feel this strong desire to look like that, especially if that's your thing, especially if you like muscle. So after that competition, I felt a strong desire to look like the people who won. And while I was working as a trainer, um, you know, I'd have my clients sometimes say, oh, I want to look like this one and that one who was like in some bodybuilding magazine. And then I would feel a little pull to like, how can I get like that? Maybe I should try something. So it becomes easy to dismiss not just the work you did for your physique, but actually your health because taking those pharmaceuticals and uh, steroids or other anabolics can destroy your health. And if your pursuit is health and fitness, well, 
pharmaceutical shortcuts and anabolics aren't going to get you to health and fitness. It's going to give you the reverse. So there's that deceptive practice again with people seeing these supposed fitness people. And a lot of times internally, they're not fit. Number six, bodybuilding places aesthetics over functionality, mobility, and lifelong health. I already covered lifelong health in terms of pharmaceuticals and anabolics and crazy diet practices to compete and mental health issues, insecurities. And so um, as far as aesthetics over mobility and functionality, I remember prepping for my contest. I read what different physique and figure competitors did. And I remember one famous competitor describing how she would train her shoulders more than her biceps so she could purposely get like a V taper look. So she'd have bigger shoulders. Her biceps would be a little bit smaller. And then she would purposely not do certain abdominal exercises. So she wouldn't train her abdominals completely. She would train them partially. So she would have a certain look. So what that does is create muscle imbalances. I also remember when I used to listen to a um, bodybuilding radio show, Heavy Muscle Radio, the competitors or, you know, kind of joking about how many injuries they had, you know, even the one that uh, whose glute program I purchased with the ridiculous duck walk on the treadmill. She was talking about how she had so many injuries. So these people are focused on what they believe is productive which is to look athletic. Um, So when you have muscle imbalances, not only is your body not going to move functionally, but mobility is reduced over time and also with injury. So it might be quicker than it taking time for that to happen. Lastly, the reason I don't compete is because I'm not the cult type and bodybuilding is very much a cult for people who are seeking attention and approval. The whole point of standing on stage, comparing your body to someone else is to get approval from someone who says, oh, you look nice. And thankfully, uh, I don't find that to be necessary. There is so much more that I could cover on this topic, but I'll leave it at that for today. Please do go over to my website lafit.com that's l-l-a-f-i-t.com and read the entire post of seven reasons why i don't compete it was written in 2017 don't don't pick on me for anything but it's the whole list of the reasons i don't compete in bodybuilding competitions and i don't participate in bodybuilding uh, as my primary form of training If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and tune in regularly to your primary podcast platform or any main podcast platform to listen to more episodes.